So boundaries, what are boundaries? You know, they, they are different types of boundaries. And of course, that's what we're going to talk about. And why are they important? How do we set them for ourselves? You know, and maybe setting uh, consequences, etc. So boundaries, we see, uh, looked up a quick definition. There are literally rules, limits, or guidelines someone sets in order to let others know what they are comfortable with and what they are not comfortable with. And sometimes we might hold that in. We might be too afraid to let people know, but you shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. You should try, you should be as open as possible, especially in a relationship where you can freely tell someone that, Hey, there's some boundaries here. And if you're not able to do that, you need to really question that relationship and really figure out what's going wrong there. So boundaries are also there to identify ways, uh, you know, there are ways for people to identify how others behave towards them and what will happen if those boundaries are broken, right? So questioning, okay, well, if, if someone, if someone does something that is, uh, let's say it's crossed your boundary and you've allowed them in that space and they feel like they can do it, of course, they're going to try to attempt it again, aren't they? Unless you set a boundary. So setting healthy boundaries in a relationship, it creates a good foundation for a healthy relationship. When we set boundaries, uh, specifically in relationships, we allow our partner uh, to understand and respect us. And, you know, this goes for boundaries at work with your work colleagues, right? With your boss. You know, all kinds of boundaries are set in our different environments. So they are physical boundaries, of course. You know, when someone is either trying to get close to you, you know, physically, they are, they're doing it in a safe manner, in a close proximity, etc., that you are comfortable with. But if you are not, you need to make them aware because it's important. Because then really it goes on the bounds of uh, um, non-consent, if that makes sense. Okay, so time boundaries, you know, when they are uh, set uh, to create a healthy mindset and a schedule for ourselves. So letting people know, hey, listen, uh, I'm, I'm doing this and, you know, they need to know that they can't call you at that time, unless it's an emergency, of course. But if someone keeps overstepping your schedule, again, you need to set that boundary. Uh, we'll go through a few of these. I don't want to cover too much. This is this show is about you guys. So now this is uh, going to be, you know, passed on to you and it'll give you a chance to introduce yourself in if you've not been here before. This is, I would say, our third show. And um, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to do this a bit differently. So for anyone who wants to introduce them in uh, first, themselves in first, uh, just raise your hand. And uh, as soon as I see someone, uh, I'll just I'll let them in and we'll do it in that sequence. So yeah, whatever whatever sequence you wanted to put in, just be comfortable. Um, I'll only introduce in the people who raise their hand uh, because I know there are people here who are um, not actually uh, participating. They're just listening in, so I want to respect that. So without further ado, um, I saw Brendan put his hand up first. So Brendan, let me... If, kind of a backstory with Brendan. I've known Brendan for, I would say, a year and a bit now. He's a fantastic individual. 
Um, he reminds me of, uh, I would say, Pierce Brosnan. You'll know why in a bit. Um, he's just got his mannerisms. He's probably going to kick my ass for saying that, but I don't care. Uh, but he's awesome. You know, we we kind of catch up every now and then. And, you know, we, we help each other out as fathers who are trying to, you know, stay in touch with their children. That's a big, big thing for me. Uh, so, yeah, Brendan, how are you? Let's get you in. Hi, guys. <laughs> Nice, nice to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Send the link. Uh, yeah, I'm, my name is Brendan. I'm from Dublin originally, living in Miami, Florida at the moment. And uh, just recently, up until October, I was living in Tuscany and uh, went through a uh, going through a custody situation. So I had to leave Italy just to come back to the states to start making money and rebuild my life. So that's where I am. Nice to be here. Hi to everybody. Peace. Awesome. Thank you. And thanks for joining, Brendan. I appreciate it. You're, you're always uh, like, even if it's like a last minute, it's like you turn yeah. up. You're that kind of friend. You're, you're amazing. But again, I know we're talking about boundaries here. So I'll say, hey, if you want to join, you know, hopefully I didn't force you. <laughs> there was no force. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Who's next? So we had Alex. I think we had Alex put, hand, uh, put his hand up. All yours, Alex. I think you might be on mute. Yeah, you're on mute, Alex. There. Okay. You can hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just do quick intros and then we'll go into the topic. Go for it, Alex. All right. Hi, I'm Alex. Um, I'm an educator and a musician and artist, I guess. And, um, uh, live here in California. It's, I love that this is my third time in this podcast and it's, it's a great conversation. Uh, I guess that's it as far, awesome. as, as, far as introductions go. No problem. Thank you, Alex. And I appreciate you, man. You're, you're always turning up and enlightening us, enlightening us with your words and your wisdom. Thank you. So we have uh, Catherine next. I think that was the next person. Who put her hand up? All yours. Hello, I am Kat. I, I'm Healing Star on TikTok. I have been in the advocacy and activism space since about 2015. Um, I was living in North Carolina and in a extremely conservative religious military town in the Bible Belt and. Um, in the about five years that I lived there, I did a lot of community events and stuff. And eventually, um, I think about a year after I left, they were able to open an LGBT center. Um, and they said that it was because of the events that I had planned um, that kind of changed the geopolitical climate for it to be, you know, safe, right, for them to have one down there. And um, another thing that I do is. Um, you know, just kind of looking into corruption and being aware of what's going on and trying to spread education and teach other people how to figure out who their elected officials are funded by, because I'm finding that there's so much information that is out there, right? Like the United Nations website has 1,443 pages of documentation about the oppression and marginalization the Palestinian people have been subject to. And it's like, 
once you start to inform yourself and it, it like that is almost like a cognitive dissonance um i mean for me anyway and the people that i talk to and they they learn just how like indoctrinated and brainwashed we've all been and it's really you know the sound if you think your government won't do that they will that's kind of like the realization i think that you know is everybody's coming to right now so my thing is trying to also help combat the mental health crisis by sharing the things that I've learned in therapy that have helped me. Like I've had, I have CPTSD, but I wasn't diagnosed with it until I was 28 years old and I didn't get any treatment for it until I was 36. So, you know, just kind of sharing the information that I have, um, you know, to help people from dying by suicide, like my dad. Thank you, Kathleen, and welcome to this group. I appreciate you. Um, we saw Christy just put her hand up, um, and then we'll jump to Charles after that. So, Christy, do you want to just quick intro in? And what Hi, resonated? I'm Christy. <laughs> Hello. Um, I'm a stay-at-home mom of three here in New Jersey, um, and I homeschool all three of my kids. Um, all three of my kids and myself um, are diagnosed with autism. So I'm often sharing in my posts on TikTok um, my daily activities with the kids and the things that I'm doing to find peace and joy in my life and spread that out because I know that it's contagious. <laughs> um, and connect with people. I think it's so important to find our communities to um, gain perspective from one another and learn. And, and evolve so that we can pave way for these changes that are really rooted in. I think um, a lot of the institutions that be sort of need to be ripped out and planted new. And I know I can't do that all by myself. So I need um, others ideas and we need to collaborate and bring all that together. And so I'm really here for that. I'm here to listen and learn um, and give when I can. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you. You were on last week and we had some great uh, wisdom from you. Please do check out the last podcast, guys. And uh, yeah, you'll uh, also have the opportunity. Uh, if you haven't already, guys, can you please put your TikTok tags in the chat? That way you can collab with each other and just, um, you know, get to know one another uh, even out of this. Because this is another reason why I like this where we can kind of support each other uh, in our following and also it's uh, it just opens up various avenues uh, for each other and yeah so the next person I want to introduce in um, I feel like he needs more of a better introduction than this but I'll try my best so uncaged mindset um, I want to say when I joined his live just a few days ago i think it is actually one of his first lives and man the energy that i re i kind of received from uh, charles is just unbelievable you could just you know when you when you hear someone in that sense where they make you feel loved just by using their words and they don't even know you like i mentioned it's a, an unspoken language this is one of the you know one of these individuals 
one of the guys out there who just does this without even trying. So without further ado, Charles, all yours. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, well, well, thank you. Thank you for that, Faz. Um, unspoken <laughs> language, um, which really resonated when, when you said that in my live stream. Um, it goes it goes unspoken without saying that I'm feeling the love here and I'm honored <laughs> and honored yeah. to be here. You awesome. are a grounding force, Faz. So thank you so much for having me here. You yeah. You, you call my aura, so I'm, I'm I'm honored to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. I'm I'm Charles, everyone. I uh, uncaged mindset um, live stream on TikTok. Uh, I provide, and I also have a the uncaged mindset podcast where I interview light workers, healers, um, way showers, um, all everyone out there that is out there radiating their light, star seed knowledge, and uh, one of our guests here tonight, uh, <laughs> one of the uh, Teresa Healing Hands, Teresa will be my guest on my podcast on Monday, which I'm really excited about. But uh, yeah, I provide a spiritual awakening uh, knowledge and tools on the live stream. I truly believe that we're all pieces of the puzzle. No one has all the information, but I love, love sharing everything I've learned from my mentors about healing and energy and raising our vibration and then also learning from everybody else uh, uh, because we're all, as I believe, steps ahead someone else that we can then teach and be of service to them. And they are steps ahead of us in one aspect as well. So it's just a beautiful love chain, putting more energy back into the, into the planet mother guy needs it right now and we're doing that here today so thank you so much <laughs> awesome see see what i'm talking about guys come on you you felt that right <laughs> so yeah um let's uh let's see who else we have here i think uh amelia let's introduce you in i know you didn't put your hand up but i'm gonna throw you in there because i can <laughs> are you there <laughs> Um, good morning, you guys. My name's Amelia. Um, I live in the West Coast in the state of Arizona. Um, I stumbled across Baz's page, and then he's like, yeah, I'm going to start a podcast. <laughs> Let's go. I really don't like being on camera, but, you know, I think that's, like, where I know, like, the point of everything is on the opposite of your optimum fear. Yeah. So I'm with it. You know, I got good lighting today. Awesome. <laughs> um, I do a lot of advocacy and activism work. I think that I've always had an innate nature to just be a healer. Um, but, you know, you're talking about information. I think, like, that's the thing, like, or no, so Catherine was, like, I, I kind of was reflecting when she said that, like, the first part of information is to be informed. And, like, that's the thing, like, the information is out there, but we're never really truly informed. So then, now that I've been more aware I keep like I use that um, word a lot lately in my house and around people is the awareness and the mindfulness because if you have a complete awareness of what only not only what your boundaries are and other people but you'll have be able to have that mindfulness for other people's because if you set it good for yourself then you're going to respect other people um, outside of yourself because we are really all connected so I think like I've always it's been this way I'm just more aware now of everything and how it's interconnected and so i'm grateful for all of the experiences that bring us into spaces like this and i enjoy my saturday morning podcast awesome and it's uh, great to have you here as always and yeah great lighting so yeah excellent we can actually see you now and you don't look like one of those uh, gangsters wives who are on witness protection <laughs> <laughs> like should we just black you out or something yeah. 
It was my like, what's going on here? It's like the, you know, you guys ever watch forensic files where that person doesn't want to show their face and it's complete darkness. So yeah, thank you. Thank you for your presence. Voice over next, please. <laughs> yeah. The feds are listening. <laughs> they are. <laughs> All right. So Bob, superhumans. Uh, let's let's get you in. How how are you? Yo, what up, everybody? Good to be here. Um, I'm kind of just traveling back and forth uh, this morning, so just True. taking care of But super glad to be here. My name is Bob. Uh, on TikTok, I go as Support Humans. Um, I also am a, I also make hip-hop. I go by Castor Pollux. Um, wow. Just a human being trying to just talk the good stuff out of the heart. You know, I've been through a lot. I've been through addiction. Um houselessness seen a lot of pain in the world uh seen a lot of people turning their turning their face from it um and just trying to uh dive into it the best way possible whilst having an open heart to learn more um you know just like the brother said that we we don't we don't all have the answers and we do need to have coalitions like this or or group meetings like this you know um and just show up for each other. I think there's a lot, it's easy for us to, to get on our devices and our social media and not show up in person. And I think, you know, um, you guys have created a great round table of, of beings here. Just listening to everybody's introduction, we're all from different backgrounds and we all have knowledge to share and we all walk away with some nuggets of wisdom. Um, and so I'm just grateful to be here. Uh, thank you to everybody for showing up. I feel like the more we also show up for each other, the more it inspires people to show up and we're also supporting each other and when it comes to peace i feel like we forget like just these little moments of peace that we create you know we want peace in the world by doing this type of stuff is creating that peace you know uh i always say when we create peace we're cultivating peace right here in this moment us right here all of us are are peace pillars in the world you know so yes. so salute to everybody and, and your heart for showing up i greatly appreciate you all wow <laughs> thank you everyone's feeling the energy there right you just listen guys th these words they they are a recharge for what we need especially when it comes to peace we need these things. That's why I thought to myself, hey, you know what? If, you know, if we can get a few people together every week, why not? And this this is only here because you guys are dedicating that time, that commitment. This is huge, you know? So, again, I appreciate I know I keep saying this, but I appreciate you coming here because you're not helping other, uh, not only helping other people, but you're also helping me uh, stay grounded as well. And, you know, just reminding myself that hey it's all good it's all good whatever whatever happens in your life it's it's gonna come and go it's a tribulation and it will pass you know this too shall pass as we're told so we've got a couple more uh quick intros and then we'll uh, go more into the topic of today which is boundaries let's uh i think there's either laurie or Teresa can introduce themselves in and and then we'll wait a few minutes if anyone else if there's anyone else I missed out. So yeah, uh, did you want to go on, Laurie or Teresa? Up to you guys. I'll, I'll go ahead. Okay. Good morning, Gil. Hi. Good um, morning. Good morning. I'm Teresa. Teresa. Um, I'm in Denver, Colorado. 
by way of New Mexico. And um, I've realized my purpose through all of this is just to be a fire starter and to connect the right people. <laughs> I've always done this and um, make those connections and then keep moving. I have to keep moving um, and uh, allowing, <clears throat> allowing a lot of people uh, along the way to help ground me. So we're all, we're all a part of this, you know, and I just wanted to um, make the connections and I have to keep moving. I, I'm yeah. supposed to be walking my own path and, um, and without fear, you know, yeah. and we meet people along the way we, we teach and we learn and uh, I'm just grateful for this group. And it's one of many, even meeting uh, with, with Charles, like you said, going into his, <laughs> just being in his energy at night, especially when you're tired. Yeah. You know, you're tired and you're just like, oh, shit. And here's this bubble. And I, I described him as a bubble of fucking sunshine. Yes. Because <laughs> there's something that's just like precious, you know, somebody who's authentically just radiates. And and it's uh, it's fun to to be around that, you know, and, and take a little piece off somebody else's energy, even though they're just giving it out there. So thank you for that, Charles. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And, uh, you know, I have to say that you you have brought quite a lot of us together in this group, you know, uh, so I want to thank you for that. Definitely acknowledgement there because most of these guys who joined here, they got introduced <laughs> through you. So, um, yeah, like you said, it's it's you're creating this chain reaction and, you know, people people are always on a journey, you know, it, and the final destination wherever it is, it's, it's going to be a good thing. As long as we have good intentions, as long as we help each other, as long as we're taking care of ourselves first, you know, like the rule, you know, on a plane, you put your oxygen mask on first before you help other people. We have to take care of ourselves and then reach out. So yeah, thank you, Teresa. So I think the last person here was uh, Laurie. Uh, did you want to introduce yourself in quickly? Sure. Hey, Laurie, I'm... nice to see you again. <laughs> Nice to see you. Nice to be here with all of you. Um, I'm Lori from Minnesota. Um, I'm just not in a really good place right now. So um, I'm not going to really. No problem. Say, say much. It's just good to have you here. That's the main thing. I'm just glad you're here. And we're going to, each and every one of us are just going to send as much positive energy your way and you're going to be blasted so much that your whole room's going to light up you're going to feel that okay that's what we're here for we're here to help each other out so it's all good thank you for being here <coughs> so yeah let's um let's get into it we're 30 minutes into the show excuse my cough so if, uh, hopefully the mic is smart enough to um not make it too loud <laughs> um so yeah, we were talking about boundaries, physical boundaries, uh, time boundaries. There's also conversational boundaries where we are setting limits about what kind of topics we are open to discuss and what topics uh, we're open to uh, talk about or not talk about. Um, there, there can be many topics such as politics, religion, 
um, and many more. So that's why even with this as well, when we come on to this show, uh, I make sure that we go through the Zoom etiquettes because that's important that we set boundaries for each other. We respect each other and we understand that we're all from multi-faith or non-faith backgrounds. And there you go. It's that again is saying, hey, we're welcome. We are welcoming everyone here. So let's have a uh, a beautiful this uh, conversation and let's talk about peace let's talk about trying to make our lives easier and better for each other and there's also relationship boundaries we talked about uh, we want to go into that as well i'd love to hear your view on uh, these uh, pointers um, certain limits within relationships uh, that are discussed and agreed upon with your partner family or you know co-workers uh, anyone who is a close friend, again, like, have you noticed, sometimes you might have a friend who um, basically calls you up randomly and uh, offloads everything like, hey, listen, you're a dumping ground. I want to shove all this on you. And uh, yeah, bye. And you don't hear from them. That's that's not good. And yeah, it's it's good to give someone their space. But it's also important, you know, be present for them. But understand that, hey, look, I, I too have my own stuff going on. So if you're just going to see treat me as a dumping ground, it's not going to work for me. You know, I need support. You need support. I need support. Let's find that middle ground. Otherwise, see ya. You know, bye, Felicia, as they say, right? Uh, <laughs> excuse the Friday context there. And the last thing is personal boundaries. Uh, you know, these are guidelines, rules that we set uh, for ourselves to ensure that, you know, we are aware of our needs and we're being aware of how we can respect and meet our needs, uh, you know, in a healthy way. Um, so let me just uh, quickly paste this extract here. I mean, a lot of this is uh, online content anyway, but I'll, I'll put it on there. I think I can set this to everyone. Okay, meeting meeting group chat. Of course, there's a, a limit. <laughs> All right, so we talked about physical, time. And I'm pasting this in the chat, by the way, just so we can uh, kind of refer back to it whenever we uh, we go around the table in a few minutes again. And I think the last two, it might let me. Is it going to let me? Yep, it let me do it. Awesome. So th those are the four that I want to touch with. If there's anything else you want to add to those, that's perfectly fine. Uh, when it comes to um, your, your uh, points you want to raise, uh, you're welcome to do that and add to that. So again, you know, just to reiterate boundaries, they are uh, basically uh, guidelines and rules for yourself and others uh, to understand, follow and respect. So yeah, let's, uh, let's make a start on this. Um, we could go the way that we uh, introduce in. So I'll try to remember. Uh, Brendan, did you want to talk anything about the, this topic? Or are you okay with that? Okay. 
we could uh, we could move on, no problem. Uh, yeah, yeah oh. sorry. Um, hey, Brendan, yeah, sorry. I myself on mute. It's okay. Yeah, what are um, your thoughts on that, what we just discussed? So I, I think it's a really interesting topic because, um, like, it's it's super important. I was in a relationship with um, with with my ex-wife that I'm going through a divorce that ended up, like, it's going to be a Hollywood movie by the time it's done. It's so bizarre. Um, but I, I knew there was problems with, with boundaries, not her not really respecting boundaries or having the concept of boundaries. Um, I met her when she was 28. It was, um, you know, 22 years older than her, but um, she didn't have a previous relationship. And so maybe because of that, she, she, she didn't have any relationship at all. And so I think when we have relationships, we get feedback from from that relationship. And so maybe she didn't have that concept of what boundaries were. And some of them would have been like, um, you know, we we had two two we had two babies together. And so one of those would be, let's say, um, we take a break from, you know, looking after the babies to go to the park or to go on a bike ride or something like that. And um she didn't respect that time, so she'd be texting and stuff like that. Um, um, not respecting that that boundary. Sorry, I'm going to go on the long way around, but the, the build-up will be interesting. Um, another lack of boundaries was a member. Um, I had like a sore in my head, and it had formed like a, a scab. You know, it's like, Jesus, nothing, no big deal. But um, I think I was scratching it one night in in bed, and then she tried to remove the scab. I'm like, that's totally an infringement on your yeah. space and, you know, lack of boundaries. And um, so anyway, um, I think the beginning at the end of the relationship, thankfully, because I was in a dangerous relationship and I'm, I'm lucky to not be in prison. Um, my children were, she abducted the children over, uh, over a year. I've only seen them for six hours in the last year. Um, it's kidnap, it's abduction. There's no really other way for it. But anyway, um, I think the start of the demise of the relationship was um, I grew up Catholic and she grew up Catholic. I kind of turned my back on it for many years because of it was forced down my neck as a child, you know. And so um, anyway, I decided to give it another go around with, with her because it seemed like, you know, her and her family were approaching it in a, in a different way, which I kind of liked. And one night the conversation was about heaven and hell. And I was like, oh, you know, I don't know if this is a conversation we need to, to get into. So that was an infringement on my boundaries, like because it got much deeper. And it's a very personal thing, I, I believe, to hold some of those like I don't know if heaven exists. I'm not saying it doesn't. And I don't know if hell exists. I'm probably more inclined to think that it does not exist. And I also feel that this space where we are, this earth, uh, and at any one time, it could be heaven, it could be hell. I mean, you know, we say those things. Oh, you know, we're having a beautiful day um, in the mountains and the weather's perfect and things couldn't be any better. Because you're in nature and you think, oh, this is this is heaven. And we say the the opposite when things could be going bad, like, oh, this is hell on earth. So it I could be that. There's nobody that has come back from heaven to say, 
hey, this was a great place and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. And I'm entitled to have that uncertainty. And um, she got very upset saying that, oh, you know, you lied about um, that you were believed all these things about Catholicism and stuff. And look, I think it was a good story. I, I know I don't want to insult anybody like I'm a Catholic myself, so I don't want to insult anybody. But I don't know if Jesus Christ walked on water. Maybe he walked on ice. I don't know if he fed the masses with three fish and four loaves of bread. You know, maybe the analogy was that he was a fisherman and he knew how to fish and he taught people how to fish so they could feed themselves and the same with the bread that he could grow grains or something like that. So, you know, it's not so black and white. And I don't know if he parted the seas and, you know, all these things. So I'm I'm entitled to to feel that way. And so I guess her bubble was burst. Um, in hindsight, thankfully, because the relationship ended. And like I said, I'm, I have my freedom and I didn't end up in prison or dead because um, she could have killed me in the middle of the night or injured the children. But um, so at the time, you think like it's a loss of a relationship. But anyway, it, 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 it probably came about because of that overstepping the boundaries, which was something that she probably learned from me that I wasn't, I was unsure about heaven and hell. And so um, now how would I, how would I change that in the future? You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I think probably setting boundaries is important, you know, like some of the things you highlighted there at the, in the, um, in the text portion, um, because it's like, you know, maybe this is not a conversation that I'm interested in having or comfortable having and to set those boundaries. And um, I think if you don't set boundaries, like the little things like, the, the, you know, the example I gave about um, infringing on my space while I was at the park or having a bike ride or something like that, if you don't set those boundaries, you're probably opening the door for, um, you know, hey, I'm an open book, you can, you know, do what the hell you like with me, the doormat kind of thing. Um, so I, I think that's that's important. And I probably learned from that is that it's um, self-love is, is, is super important in that because, you know, from that comes self-respect and you just have to adhere to their things I don't want to talk about and, you know, move on to the next whatever it is, just get out of that space and revisit it later when it's there's less tension or something like that just to um maintain the peace but yeah i think it's a it's super important to have those boundaries and um to feel that you're safe within you know yeah. but anyway interesting topic i hope i didn't uh, <laughs> ramble on too much and people got no no it's all right thank you so thank much you. i mean you like what i try to do is give people at least five minutes. So you, you covered it more than uh, with that, what you mentioned and, you know, relationship boundaries, of course, uh, like you said, it's very important that we set them from the start, uh, from the inset and set a precedence. Otherwise you will become the doormat. You will become the walkover and uh, then you're just going to get hurt. So end of the day, who, you know, who have you got to blame if you're not setting those boundaries? I can understand if there's a fear all right. I can understand if there's a control element because I've been there just as Brendan has. I've been in a controlling relationship and it's not easy. If you've got someone who literally wants to control every aspect of your life, they don't want you to breathe. 
they want you to just feel like you're only alive because of them like it's horrible and you know that's why it's it, it, you you only know about these things when you're in that situation so i feel for you man you know we that's why well we're like-minded and how we talk about certain things it's important that we have that support element for each other and this is why the safe spaces are here thank you for that uh, brendan um so you are no problem uh who's uh, who's happy to uh chime in next uh you're welcome to put your hands up and i'll just go in that order teresa all yours Uh, you know, I want to say that we have to experience these things for a reason in order to, on a spiritual path, in order to get to a next, to keep leveling up, right, to grow, we have to experience these things. I myself was the controller and my husband would say, you're a narcissist. And it broke my heart because I'm like, I'm not a narcissist. And this was in the past, right? But then he himself, once I started my healing three years therapy once a week, then the roles flipped. And then all of a sudden it was like, we're mirroring each other. So this is truly, truly a gross relationship that I'm in right now. Um, but I, I've definitely crossed those boundaries with him. Um, insecure, uh, my dad wasn't around uh, or when my dad was around, um, he would be, very verbally abusive um, and say things to us as children, like, I don't know if you're my, my kids, that kind of, so he would cross major boundaries with us, right? And when, to hurt my mom, he would say these things to us to hurt my mother. And so these are boundaries that, that I've learned. And unfortunately I have imposed on my husband and God bless him for being patient and um, allowing me to work through this. And now the role to flipped. And so now I have to be patient and allow him the space to work through this because the love is there and there's so much love um, and, um, and gratitude for, for him that I can't, I've been told to abandon him because he's not leveling up. No, no, no. <laughs> That's not, that's not fair. He has been very patient and he's shown me what patience is and um, consistency, things that I didn't have with my dad, right? The, ma the major player in my, my youth was my dad. And, and it's funny how this one man comes into my life and the women around me recognize how great he is. They recognize him for being a pillar because he is. Now we're not perfect. None of us are, right? We have to experience these things so that that way we can go out and teach others through our own experiences why this happened or how it made me feel. I mean, it's just owning it. So Brendan, for, for you to say something when you, when you said, I've experienced this or I've done this, maybe it was how I treated her. Like I can really appreciate that because that is speaking truth to a whole situation and not just finger pointing at one party, right? Like it's owning your part, owning your own shit. And um, that's, that's the most freeing thing I think any of us can do as far as boundaries is recognizing our own faults 
how we are not perfect, but we accept it and we're moving forward to grow. Yeah, I'm done. Thanks. <laughs> hey, thank you. That was that's very important because uh, it is, you know, recognizing our own faults. I'm just going to put that in the chat. Uh, <clears throat> that's a crucial method for growth, especially with our personal development. And, you know, like you said, it, it's quick to point the blame at other people. But what's that doing for you when it comes to your growth, your mindset and owning the problem, you know, owning your shit, as like Teresa politely put there. <laughs> like it's important. We have to. And that way, um, you know, I always say, especially in a relationship, it's not about what the other person can do. It's about what you can do, what you are the contributor also, not just the other person. Right. So what are you contributing to make this situation, this relationship, this condition, this journey that you're on uh, for each other? What can you do? And I think that's that self-reflection that we do. It can it can work wonders. And that way we're not looking to change anyone. You know, we're not pointing our fingers here and there. It's point the finger at yourself and say, what can you do to make your situation and this relationship better? Uh, Charles was the next person I saw put his hand up. So it's all yours. Oh, wow. This is, this is a, th this topic is a workshop of, of 365 days a year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm going to actually tangent a little bit. Sure. Um, but I, it's do. still related because um, I'm going to talk about my other life. Uh, the other part of me, which is uh, the acting, I'm, I'm an actor in, in the industry. And this goes into into two aspects that you brought up fast about like kind of work uh, co-worker relationships, but also uh, just just those personal boundary relationships. And I want to bring up something that's really um, I just feel called to share, which is called the power dynamic, which can happen in a romantic relationship or in a workplace relationship. And I bring up the film industry because um, for so long, the, the directors or the production team may, may ask an, an actor, for example, and I've been an actor for a while and, you know, um, hey, here's the story. Here's what I want you to do in the movie. Here's the little, and then, and, and we just immediately just say, yes, of course, I'll do it. Yes, because we want the opportunity or an actor who just wants to be part of that movie or, or, or get a film credit or whatever it is or willing to do whatever, whatever it takes. And that programming is set. Just say yes. Just say yes. Just say, of course. And I can tell you there are things that I was willing to do before that I probably would not do now because I've grown. And for those who can do it now, if that is aligned with you, do do those things. But there is this, um, this fear. And I want to talk about especially my female friends in the industry who are actresses, who are such talent and want to be seen for the talent. And they're trained and they've worked in theater and stage. Um, but they get on set and the directors, you know, are, are total creeps, you know, or, um, or it, it becomes like, if you don't do this, you're going to lose this part. If you don't do this, or even like, if, if you don't play along, well, then you're going to be looking at, you're going to look like the difficult person. You're the problem. You're creating problems for everybody else because you won't do the scene that I want you to do. You won't it, like everybody look, everyone else is getting along. Why aren't you right? And there is that, that's still that dynamic, even, even now, um, 
um, in, in the industry of, you know, of, of there is this fear. If I, if I don't do it, I'm going to lose something. Right. And that also happens in our relationships too. Um, going back to asking for what we want. If I ask for more time, if I ask for more space, are they going to abandon me? Am I going to lose my partner or am I going to lose my job? Am I going to, you know, ever, ever work again? Um, something that, that uh, Teresa brought up in the chat was talking about boundaries as they relate to attachment styles. And so much of our attachment style is, is rooted in our, in like, like uh, our old childhood wounds, you know, who we attach to, where abandonment came from when it did. And I think that's why this topic is so loaded because this topic about boundaries each day we practice them is the pathway to healing. It's hard to do because so many of us haven't been taught to do it. We've taught to go to go to, with the flow and it's not wrong because we, we've had to survive as children. But I, I bring up the, the acting industry and it's, it, it's in almost every industry because the acting industry carries with it this, um, this beautiful energy of, of play. Like we're all kids, let's create, let's make art, which is like at its innocent level, what it is. But then there's sharks in the water that are, that are pushing everyone's boundaries. And, and, um, and we, we look to each other like, Oh my God, how do I set the boundary? But wait a minute, you're not setting the boundary either. And we're all kind of create, you know, we have to be the change in the system. And, um, but it, but it, but it starts with us doing the work, doing the unpopular thing. And sometimes feeling like you're an island, like you're the only one setting the boundary. This group is so freaking powerful for that, that we're doing this podcast today to know that, oh my God, we're not, you know, we're not all losing our minds. Boundaries are healthy. <laughs> so that was kind of like the long way around it. Um, uh, but I thought it was a good, um, antidote and, and, um, and yeah, I've, I've also been in, in, um, to share my own story in a very, very dangerous situation, a few on set where I didn't speak up for myself. Um, I, but my, my life, my actual life was in danger and at risk. And it took an actor who was there, a co-star to stand up and yell at the production team and yell at the, 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 the executive producers to get me out of that situation and free me now. Um, so, you know, those are the situations where again, I know I'm surrounded by angels for sure, wow. but she taught me and she's like, no job is worth it, you know? And as actors, we have to step up for ourselves because I don't care if they fire me. You know, you, this is, this is like not okay, so. Wow, uh, thanks Charles for sharing that. I appreciate that. And yeah, this is throwing us into a world that we don't see, you know, we, we go to the movies, we pick out our popcorn, our drinks and sit there and watch this movie and, we don't know what goes on in the background and what kind of pressure these actors are having to endure. And uh, especially when there's a specific part that they don't want to do, you know, and we, we, I think they're starting to all come out, especially with these various campaigns that are going on where, you know, people are not taking that shit anymore. You know, it's like, if you're going to, you're going to keep hurting me because of, uh, you know, you know, show money in one hand and in the other an opportunity and uh, if you don't do this you don't you're not going to go up you're not going to be able to go as high as you want so make a choice but it's good that people are starting to create these uh, boundaries even though the boundaries are very controlled by an elite i would say right if correct me if i'm wrong 
and that's uh, that's what's going on. And hopefully, with the with a movement, uh, the, a movement within that space, things will start to change, and they'll be a lot safer for actors and actresses. So yeah, thank you for that insight, uh, Charles. I really appreciate that. Uh, let's um, move on to. Uh, I hope I got this right. Either I think it was Catherine next or Alex, uh, who, <laughs> whichever, which whoever wants to talk next. <laughs> I don't like to choose. I guess I'll talk next. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, Catherine's next. But yeah, um, Alex, go for it. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, sorry, Catherine. Um, I'm going to touch on a couple of things. Um, first of all, physical boundaries. Um, in 2021, I was diagnosed with uh, leukemia. And um, I've always been a very active person, and I still am. Luckily, I'm blessed enough to wear my medication. I'm doing responding really well to the medication. Um, but my medication makes me anemic, so I have a lot less energy than I used to have. I'm still, I still walk a good, being a middle school teacher, you have to be on the feet constantly, otherwise the kids go crazy. Um, so I'm still walking 11 to 13,000 steps a day just through the classroom. Um, <laughs> but I showed Foz in my backyard. Um, I have a big property, um, and I just don't have the physical <laughs> stamina to keep up with it anymore. Um, so physical boundaries, you know, if you don't take good care of yourself, then the physical boundaries get harsher and harsher and harsher. And there's just less you can do, um, which then affects your time boundaries because it takes me a lot longer to do my, the yard work now, you know, since my anemia. Um, so those are, those are different things, you know, issues that impact the, your happiness and impact impact your peacefulness because I'm looking at my backyard going if I don't do something about that soon it's going to be five times as much work <laughs> um, but um, then as far as um, you know the whole concept of boundaries is fairly new to me you know just maybe over the past couple of years but looking back over my life everything has been about boundaries I guess um, professionally as an educator um, I was the vice president of my union. Um, I was the grievance chair. So I was enforced. My my whole job was enforcing boundaries, written legal boundaries, you know, that were negotiated between us and the district. Um, which, you know, like I said, that's just was part of what I did for a good eight years. Um, and it's pretty good at it because whenever they caught, you know, whenever they did something to break the contract, we called them out on it. And um, we sat down and negotiated what the resolution would be, um, but we always solved problems. So one thing about enforcing boundaries is open communication um, and negotiation. It's all negotiation, even establishing boundaries is negotiation. Um, I've, I've given up most of my positions of leadership um, once I was diagnosed, but I am still on the negotiation committee, so I still am establishing those um, boundaries between the district and the teachers. Uh, or at least, you know, and like I said, even when you're establishing boundaries with romantic partners, those are all negotiations, whether they're verbal or not. You know, what you accept, what you're willing to put up with is part of a negotiation, right? If you don't 
if you don't verbally establish your boundaries, you're, you're uh, non-verbally establishing them by saying, you know, this is okay, or this is, this isn't okay by your behavior. Yeah. Um, which in the past, I've actually had to be in several close personal relationships because of, you know, once you, once you figure out that you cannot trust them and they're willing to hurt you for their own best interests, then it's just like, okay, well, that's, that's the, the boundary. That's the red line that once that's crossed, then you just cut them off. I've always been forgiving and loving and trusting, probably too trusting. Um, but once that's crossed, once you realize, oh, they're willing to hurt you in order for their own goals, then that's always been the red line for me. And, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as conversational boundaries go, I don't, I don't even know <laughs> where, to, where to begin on that. Um, <laughs> I'm always open to conversations. I don't like small talk, so I don't talk much unless it's something meaningful. Yeah. Um, so, and that's usually, again, just depends on the person. True. Good. That's about all I have to say. Awesome. Thank you for that perspective. Two different perspectives there, like work environment and relationships. It's important that we start to set those boundaries and people you know i mean i get it you know there's certain environments where you don't have control over those boundaries because they already set right like what charles was saying you know what do you do in that situation but then you got to tell yourself well, what's more important here um you know where do you draw the line between i want to be successful or i want to hurt myself because i'm doing something I, i'm not comfortable with right where do you draw the line you know um, I would say, you know, just uh, before we move on quickly uh, on to Catherine, I, I definitely want to say for me, uh, one of the biggest lessons I've learned over the past, I would say, a few years is boundaries with uh, certain family members. And I learned this through my coaching. You know, I did I did some training uh, to be a life coach. It was a lot of like stress management. I, I don't know, maybe I did that because I was going through a lot of stuff and I wanted to help other people with their stress. And then I realized, hey, I need, I need to take care of myself before I can coach other people. So I took a break from that and it, it's really helped me. Um, but long story short, especially with certain family members, if I don't set a boundary, they're going to feel like they're going to, they can come to me and just, you know, uh, say, hey, I need this from you or I need that from you. Or why weren't you there when this happened? Or, you know, like certain family events that occur, or, you know, you're always that person who gets called when uh, there's a family dispute, but otherwise you never hear from these people, right? So I was like, no, I'm setting a boundary here, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to feel bad about it. So don't try and make me feel bad about it. Here's my boundary, and that's what's going to happen. So I, I had to make a lot of decisions, especially with family members, um, to kind of uh, keep that space there you know let them know that i'm there but at the same time hey there's a boundary here don't cross it and you know that's there to protect me and at the same time i would say it's there to protect you as well because sometimes we forget it's not just about jumping in the same boat that's sinking because they are sinking 
what's important is you empower them. So my coaching skills taught me that where instead of listening and saying, hey, how about this? How about this? How about that? Giving them advice. What you're doing is you're actually blocking their mind to even figure out uh, the answers. So instead of giving them advice, ask them questions, open-ended questions, anything that sparks curiosity in that person. And honestly, that has really helped, especially with the boundaries. And then you you teach them to fish instead of just giving them a fish, you know, like the saying goes, right? So that's important. It's really important, especially when you're trying to set boundaries. Do not feel selfish. Do not feel like you don't care about that person anymore. You do care, but from a distance because I need to take care of myself. And I don't care if they think it's being, me being selfish. You know, where, where were they when I was going through stuff? You know, that's another thing you got to ask. When you are in your dark days, who's there for you? Only you are there for you, right? And there's only a, I would say, you can only pick out from a handful of people who will actually reach out to you genuinely and asking that, hey, are you all right? How are you? You know, when was the last time someone actually asked how you were? I can guarantee you, you can't even count that with one hand, unless you've got a lot of friends who actually give a shit about you, like genuinely, and even family. It's very difficult, right? So yeah, that's my take on that. Uh, that's uh, enough of me. Let's move on to Catherine, all yours. So I kind of want to bring in a different angle. So I know Christy mentioned that she's autistic and so are her kids. And so am I. And I learned this like at 35. And one of the things like with boundaries for neurodivergent, and I'm going to take it from, from my perspective as a woman, right, is we internalize everything because society tells us to shut up and be quiet. Um, I was raped for the first time at three and then again at four. And, you know, let, I mean, we can talk about boundaries, but how does a child learn boundaries when doctors are forcing themselves? You know what I'm saying? So it's like neurodivergent people, especially those of us who weren't diagnosed until later in life, we didn't even know how our own brains worked and we have been bullied and discriminated against our whole life. And it's like people will tell us, you know, you were problematic or I'm ending the relationship because you crossed my boundaries, but, but you never told us what the boundary was and we're not mind readers. So like something that I have always struggled with is personal space, but I didn't know. You know, because I did, I didn't come with that, um, that basic instinct, right? Like I didn't get that memo. Um, and that's something that I have said throughout my life is like, I feel like I am a, an adult, but I didn't get the adult, you know, how to guide. And I, and, you know, I've been in therapy my entire life and, um, so many therapists didn't see the glaringly obvious neurodivergence. And then, you know, I am also in a custody dispute right now. And I actually lost custody because I took my children out of school because my also neurodivergent kids were being bullied and they were receiving death threats. And my daughter got asked out by a little boy and she said, no. And he said, I'm going to shoot you. 
And the school's response to their, to their threat assessment was that he was just, his feelings were hurt and he was feeling rejected. So after this, and after a few more months of my children being bullied to no avail and, you know, requesting an IEP meeting and being told, you know, your kids aren't autistic, they're too smart. Like, so learning boundaries as a late diagnosed neurodivergent person has been incredibly hard because throughout my life, every time I tried to set a boundary or speak up for myself, I've been told that I was crazy because I, we also had that emotional dysregulation. So if I'm dysregulated and you're in my personal space, I do not have the capacity to go, I'm so sorry. Can you back up? Like sometimes it comes out like, leave me alone, you know, and it's, it's not regulated and people, people see that and they, they, they see disabled people oftentimes as like really smart but the, those of us, you know, who have experienced this, you know, at the same time, it's like, you're so smart. Why can't you just try harder to do these things? And then when you verbalize, you know, the nervous system engagement that comes with being autistic and having ADHD and also having complex post-traumatic stress disorder, they're like, but you can explain it so well. Why can't you control it? And so it's kind of like, you know, you're learning yourself, you're learning all of these rules that no one ever taught you in life while also healing trauma and, and also getting, getting mixed signals, right? Because everybody here says boundaries are wonderful and everybody should have them. And, you know, if you don't, if you don't communicate those boundaries, you only have yourself to blame, but it's like, we have communicated those boundaries and people have shat on them our entire lives and have gone so far as to say like, we're crazy for trying to set those boundaries. Like my, you know, my ex-husband, right, was abusive our entire marriage, but he's got a therapist right now that says our son's autism is mild and is gonna resolve on its own. And this therapist has listened to all of, you know, the things that he has said, but hasn't even met me, hasn't had a conversation with me. So I'm going up against this system that was literally designed to oppress and to marginalize people. And here I am my whole life, this squeaky wheel, like humanitarian civil rights activist, because I grew up, you know, wanting to be like Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X and Jane Elliott and the abolitionists because, you know, we are all connected, but it's like, even now, even helping my kids set a boundary, I'm literally being punished by the court system for setting boundaries. So it's like, how can we have, you know, how do we bring this conversation even more mainstream? Because there are people, their study just came out in the UK that said 50% of incarcerated individuals are neurodivergent and undiagnosed. And I'm, I'm hypothesizing that those numbers in the United States are like way higher, right? Because we know that black people are disproportionately incarcerated in this country. We know that there are higher incidences of ADHD and developmental disorders in low-income communities. Low-income communities are rife with industrial parks, right? These 
toxic chemicals being leached into the groundwaters. These low-income communities are also home to the Superfund sites. So, right, so before, like during the Industrial Revolution, before the EPA, before the Clean Act, Clean Air Act, and all that regulation, these people were like shitting chemicals and in, into into these communities. And now you have these low-income communities experiencing criminal behavior per society. But when you look at it, um, when you've been exposed to toxic chemicals, you're more impulsive. You're more likely to have mental health issues. You're more likely to have addictive behaviors. You're more likely to be in survival mode, right? If you have an undiagnosed disability your whole life, you, you're not even operating at your optimum for a disabled person, right? Because you don't have those accommodations. So it it's it's all related, but in this country, like we are literally enslaving people for having unaccommodated disabilities and society is none the wiser because we've been brainwashed and indoctrinated to blame the individual instead of the system, right? Like instead of saying we've got millions of homeless people, yeah, the settler colonial, absolutely. But it's like we're get we're getting ready to see the Supreme Court say whether or not being homeless is illegal, but yet corporations own single family homes. So it's it's all related. And I don't mean to go off on so many like I feel mm -hmm. like I'm in the arrested development and with the like all the <laughs> You know, but but it's it's horrifying yeah. when yeah. you look at it and you see just how how connected it is. Like, let's look at medicine, right? Like, apparently, there's a law that says corporations are not allowed to practice medicine because they they were trying to avoid the clusterfuck of you know illness and profiteering that we have, right? Like, senators run intellectually, they run group homes for intellectually disabled people, right? They get power of attorney over them by appointing their business attorney as the guardian ad litem. Like these are the things that is happening, but nobody by and large at society even, even cares or even knows it's going on or feels, you know, everybody just feels disenfranchised. Like our, you know, we've been, how many of us have been calling our representatives since October 7th, begging for a ceasefire only to be told, sorry, sorry, you know, yeah. like, Thank you. Are you are you good with that? Are you complete with that? Thank you. Wow. So yeah, that, that was a lot to unwrap there. And I appreciate you being here today and giving us that insight. Because this is this is why we do what we do. It's for individuals like yourselves who are really trying to create these movements of change and knocking on as much doors as possible. And hopefully someone will listen, right? And I get it. You know, we we are up against a system that is totally working against us, you know, like me and Brendan, we all, we always talk about this from a, a perspective of uh, child custody in the court system. It's ridiculous. You know, it's, they, they literally want um, children to suffer. That's, that's the bottom line. They, they don't want, you know, fathers to be in their lives as much. They feel like uh, there's, and sometimes mothers, you know, there's some there's something going on there you know and that that's a story for another day but we've been going through this we know there's there's flaws in many of these judicial systems uk us wherever you are 
there's always something and it's to serve them it's not to serve the people and you know we might get little breadcrumbs of victories etc just to keep us quiet or hey there's a little bit of hope you're gonna get but then you're just kind of shot down with something else that has gone totally against you and your morals and your values what does it really mean to live in a free world is it a free world i think not it's not a free world you know why aren't we free to roam around without a passport why the hell do we need a passport to <laughs> roam around in a world that doesn't belong to anyone it belongs to all of us right it's it's things like this why is there yeah i get it you know we can go into the conversation of border control or whatever but <laughs> we're human beings we're on this earth why the hell can't we just get along you know simple as that i i, I put it in the most simplest way poss possible for you know to wake people up because when I, you know, what I like to do is take people out of their comfort zones. If they're going to tell me about, hey, a certain people should not be in this certain area. Why? What, wh why? What's the reason? Tell me. And I can guarantee you whatever reason you have, I'll, I'll re refute it. It's bullshit. That's how I see it. Because we're humans. We're on this earth. We should all be welcome to do whatever the hell you want. Of, of course with limits, of course, with good intentions, and you're not breaking the law. I'm not talking about <laughs> creating a whole like revolution here. I'm talking about creating peace, you know? So yeah, um, Christy, I think you've been waiting uh, patiently. It's all yours. Um, I'm so glad that this is the topic. Um, I was a little bit nervous, um, but also excited um, because I struggle with boundaries. Um, growing up in an environment where boundaries were not instilled it was not something that i learned um and and being neurodivergent was was very difficult um i think i often found myself um emotionally responding to my narcissistic parent um and basing um myself around their emotions you know pleasing other people, making sure, you know, that everyone around me was happy so that I felt safe um, was always key for me. And then finding myself in relationships throughout my life that were in a similar dynamic um, was really a struggle for me. Um, and it still is at times. I've been learning over the last few years more about myself um, and as a mother, how to not only establish personal boundaries, um, but make sure that I'm being respectful of other people's boundaries as well, um, because I find a uh, struggle with being a parent, um, especially of neurodivergent children, um, and finding those boundaries is key. Um, um, when my, my oldest was still in public school, um, we had a lot of issues um, with him and finding the needs for him and the systems in the school um, really weren't working for him or for us and our needs. And, and that was a big challenge that led me to understanding more of the boundaries and how to speak up not only for myself, but to advocate for my child, because I realized that nobody else was really going to, that the system wasn't working for us and many others like us. And I, you know, I found support through other mothers um, going 
through a similar situation because it's really frowned upon for a lot of people, um, a lot of the teachers to give the support to the parents that's needed um, because of the cost concerns of the resources. Um, so for, for me, the struggle was I was not even identified um, until later in life to have some of these struggles. So for me as a mother, I think it's so important um, that I establish these things and these boundaries within myself so when it comes to my kids, I can exemplify that because I had such lack. Um, I know what's needed now and I, and I can learn that. And I'm gaining so much perspective from everyone. I really felt more called to listen and absorb today and gain that perspective. And it resonates so much with everyone. So I'm really more excited to learn more. And I hope this is a subject maybe we can touch back on. Yeah. and gain more perspective from others in the group that aren't here today and gather more because it's something that I think we all have in common um, in some facet of our life. Um, and we can share these experiences and, and learn and grow. And, and I want more other mothers, um, other parents to gain the knowledge um, that I know I have now and that I can help you advocate for for your children because a lot of children um, like myself didn't or don't have a voice. Um, you know, uh, Teresa, she did a post um, earlier in this week that I really resonate with and helped me um, throughout my life. Uh, people pleasing, like I said, had been a big thing for me. Um, and I would often have this instilled thing in me where, you know, if you if you say you're going to do something, you have to commit to that no matter what. Um, and that's always been tricky for me because often I change my mind. Um, either something will, you know, come into me, uh, into my experience and, and make me change my mind. And then I don't want to do something anymore. And feeling like I couldn't establish that boundary and say, um, you know, I'm grateful. Like, say I'm invited to something and it's for someone in my family, but it's not something that I really am up for, for whatever reason in my life. I've never felt like I could say this isn't working for me today I really can't come and set that boundary like you know um but now I feel like I can because I'm learning that I'm learning that it's okay to change your mind and set that boundary and say like I I can't show up for this today um and then when I when I do that that will reflect onto my children and other people and I you know I will align with more people that are able to accept those um boundaries and then I can you know, give those boundaries better yeah. in my life um, because it is a struggle and I am still learning and I want to, I want to gain all that knowledge and perspective. I think sharing that is key for all of us. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, I mean that, that what you mentioned about going to certain events, especially the like family events and stuff. And I, I get it, you know, you, they put you in predicaments and they make you feel like shit. Like, no, I, I, if I don't feel like, you know, sometimes you literally, you know, you could be ill, you know, you might not even be able to walk and you're forced to attend an event and it's, and then you're expected to be a certain way. Like, oh, why aren't you smiling? Well, well, I was on the sofa right now and I was having some like herbal tea and you disturbed my, my peace and you expect me to be something else, really? You know, so yeah, I feel you. That really <laughs> resonated with me, and as well as um, 
especially how how we set boundaries with people who think they know us better like no or they expect you to be a certain way or they mold you into something that you know they want you to be like and god forbid you step out of that environment or step out of that person that hey you've done something wrong or why are you being like this you know you need to be a certain way but no it's time to test those people it's time to step out break that mold and remind people that i'm a force not to mess to be reckoned with i am i am i am important all right i'm a human being just as you are a human being and i have boundaries and you better respect them otherwise i'm out of here all right simple as that if you you can't accept me for who i am get out of my face right <laughs> it's simple uh, so yeah thank you christy i appreciate that insight um alex you had your hand up uh, i want to get you in there and then we'll continue with this go for it yeah i just wanted to we had a little conversation in the chat about um you know a lot of people they try to establish their boundaries and then just stomp down because our systems our systems don't respect boundaries you know the only boundaries they respect are ones that um you know if if um well like i said we still live in an ethno settler colonial ethno state right and if you're not the right and the right ethno means you know you can be exploited in a way that's profitable to the system um so if you're not exploitable by the system then you're the other right and then everything you say is just tamped down and no one cares about you and um that's why groups like this right now building communities of like-minded people is so important because you know i as as a former executive officer of a union there's power in numbers and when enough people set the boundaries then then the system has to respect those boundaries so forming communities like this one where we're just trying to spread peace and spread the boundaries of of um peace and love right and and don't hurt other people don't oppress other people let other people express who they are and you know there's there the power in numbers so setting boundaries um that's why that's why i joined this community and and joined a bunch of communities since the sun and and um pluto joined entered aquarius that was the first the day of the first community the first time i came to this one because i was like it's all about community i need to join more communities i've always been in multiple communities but i just want to be more um because that's how we can establish boundaries is humanity humanity humanity's boundaries of peace and love and, and not um, not hurting other people not oppressing other people letting people go where they will because yeah what's the point of this political boundary right you know between this state and that state right you have all these armed walls and stuff like that awesome. that's that's me thank you and uh, i think uh Catherine wrote in the chat, boundaries are weaponized against marginalized communities to further oppress them too. And then uh, Charles wrote, thank you, Christy, you are so right. Always allowed to change your mind and allow them to work on their boundaries. Awesome. Uh, Teresa tapped into that saying, uh, yes, and you don't owe anyone a damn thing. Exactly. Not an explanation, not an excuse, nothing, nada. <laughs> so yeah um i'm gonna bring in uh 
Oh, sorry. Um, I think it was support humans. Bob, I want to check in with you and uh, let us know your thoughts on this topic. And then we'll come back to Catherine, who had a hand up. Go for it, Bob. All yours. Um, something that's coming up. First, I've, I just want to honor everybody for sharing such just honesty and what I'm getting and picking out. I came as well um, just to kind of listen and learn. Um, hello, my name is Bob. I am a people pleaser. <laughs> um, so just learning about boundaries. I, it's uh, kind of just been something that's only in the last few years. I'm 44. Um, definitely people pleaser, trying to make everybody happy around me. But something I just wanted to highlight, a couple of things that came up for me is the more we do create these healthy boundaries in our relationships, in our workplace, it actually creates an environment is what I'm seeing is for us to then open up some boundaries of being able to listen to each other and understand each other. So it's like, I think there's this like give and take of like creating a boundary while opening a boundary. So you create these healthy boundaries, which gives us the energy that then show up for people with a little bit more of an open heart, right? The boundary on the heart is opening. So it's just like give and take. It's not just, um, I think people hear the word boundaries and, and think closed off gate systems, moats, alligators, and dragons. And I think by us creating these boundaries, we're able to open up boundaries that maybe didn't have the capability to open up. So that's just kind of what I'm what I'm picking up here and just want to honor everybody truly for their shares and honor everybody for this work that we're all doing. I think there's a lot of times we don't get honored for it. It's easy, like we were saying, like people kind of block our boundaries because, you know, it's hard to do that, especially in these relationships that are years old. So I just want to, that, that was my piece. I just feel like, you know, I'm really picking up that just like, wow, like being able to create a healthy boundary makes me be able to open up to other people, new knowledge, new circumstances, and, and have that open heart. So it's like a give and take. It's a, it's a, it's a closing and an opening, the great ebb and flow of this life. But again, I just really want to honor everybody. You guys are all like so amazing and just the knowledge you're sharing here. So, so beautiful. So beautiful. Thank you. Awesome. It looks really nice where you are, by the way. It looks awesome. I like the. I, I need to get out after this. I want to go for a nice long walk. <laughs> but the that, looks nice. Honestly, <laughs> that's one thing I have to do is I have to get out in nature. That's that's uh. Yeah. I don't know. You guys see my little nature walks? This is my little park. We got a couple, couple little geese with us here. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. I right. I would out out and remember just real quick. We are of nature. We're not in nature. We're yes. of nature. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> so true. So yeah, uh, thank you for that, man. I appreciate you, Bob, as always. Uh, Bob did a, a fantastic meditation piece last week. If you guys haven't checked it out, make sure you do. It's on the YouTube channel. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Just look for the Peace Movement tag. It's there. And we're starting to add all these full episodes, the recording segments. So thank you, Bob, again. Um, I, I wanted to come back to Catherine's point. I don't know if I mentioned this, but you know, like we... When we set boundaries uh, with other people, they don't acknowledge them or they don't want to accept them or they think that we're the problem. That is really important. And I, and I think that's, uh, that's very important to emphasize that when people don't respect our boundaries, 
then they basically play this victim game and stuff uh, that's like that's so toxic like they they blame you um so i just wanted to throw that in, in uh, just uh, in case i forgot about that i want to bring in uh, amelia and then we'll move on to Catherine cuz uh, i'm trying to i'm trying to keep an eye on this time so we know everyone's got their piece on the boundaries and then what we'll do then is on the second part of the segment we'll stop recording and then just kind of finish off uh, on that. So yeah, all yours, uh, Amelia, you're next. Go for it. Good morning again. Um, so as far as like boundaries, um, the first one is physical boundaries. I just think in general, um, it does revert, like, like Catherine said, it's like a form of oppression too. Like it's, if we didn't naturally have boundaries set for us as children, you know, because of like a broken home that we came from or different things, we were never taught how to even establish boundaries for ourselves. So how can you have healthy boundaries or boundaries at all if you were never taught how to put healthy boundaries? Or if you're a victim of any learning disabilities or like um, any type of abuse, be it physical, emotional, or sexual abuse, like that's always been tainted um that can really affect you um coming up and becoming an adult because you become a people pleaser or you become over apologetic or because you always feel like you have to make up for like on like i to put in the tech the chat like unrealized um expectations right like those are sometimes boundaries that are implicit. Like we have these expectations, but if we're not aware of what we expect even from ourselves, then we have these outward projections of expectations and they're not even boundaries that are set. Um, I know I struggled like having like physical boundaries in sense, like what I would, um, or just boundaries in general. Um, but through awareness, you know, like even with my time, like, time boundaries do look like what are you going to put your energy into i've come to realize like if i put my time into something the more time that i put into it obviously the more time i'm going to get out so how do i delegate boundaries towards what i'm going to allow to have my energy have my attention um you know conversation boundaries like for example i put it like this like because I think we're all here in a space of service, you know, because I think that we all want to serve people. That's why, you know, we've joined communities like this or trying to form communities because we realize like, hey, we got to we got to show up. We got to stand up and speak up. So let us come together and do it in numbers. But the conversational piece is like I will sit in rooms and spaces like this all day long and um go and help somebody that is like unhoused or different things and people are like well you'll you'll sit there and have that type of conversation but you won't put yeah you're right because like that is that is somebody that is like in a moment of crisis and needing help they don't know no better so how can they do any better but when i'm when i'm in a space with somebody that is supposed to be my friend and be on the same type of level as me you're right like i'm not it's not even ignorance is bliss and i just feel like that's like a waste of time to put energy into and that's one thing I've had to learn like I'm not going to hold an unmeaningful intentional conversation you know what I mean that's part of not having a boundary for myself because I would allow it just to be accepted that's the other thing I think too is we are we become lax on our on our boundaries for a form of acceptance 
of what we will accept, we're willing to minimize our boundaries and be like, oh, well, just I, I will, I'll allow that this one time, you know? But then when is, when does that exception become overstepping? And not only that, like a lot of time people will have double standards. That's the other thing I don't like about boundaries and different things too. I hate double standards. Don't tell me what I'm not allowed to do, but you'll be the first person to do it. You know, and then you're not even aware and mindful because that's because you don't care. You don't care about anything about outside yourself. And that stems too is like so much of what I've realized about anything, whether it's boundaries or anything, is it's the inner reflection of what is really wrong in their life so it comes off as a projection um and two because I'm so big in the psyche part I see how this is really like a plan like they have this plan to keep us neurodivergent and so sidetracked or whatever that we don't even know what a healthy concept is so how can we form healthy partnerships and relationships so everything is just um, unattached. There is no attachments because there is no healthy boundaries in relationships. So it's things really do stem from boundaries and how we connect them to different spaces. I'm good with that. Hey, thank you. Yeah, that's so true. And yeah, from a societal perspective, you give a great insight. It's a lot of it is distractions, right? We're showing something that's probably irrelevant to our lives whereas in the background there's a lot of things going on whether it's through the pharma companies whether it's through uh, where our tax money goes whether it's through anything that has anything to do with our household that we have absolutely no control over there's always something going on and there is some sort of control from within that and that's what they'll try and do they'll hit the school systems they'll try and find ways to take control away from our children you know we're seeing that today you know it's just it's getting ridiculous so all these things you know we're, we're starting to wake up you know people are having this awakening and they're starting to realize what's going on and they're starting to act they're starting on you know knocking on the right doors they're going to the legislation try to change it and just speaking up so this is really important uh, we had a couple of uh, chat messages in there i wanted to mention uh, from uh, iPhone 2, I guess that, that's uh, someone who joined to listen in. Uh, Harriet Tubman once said uh, she could have freed thousands of more slaves if only they knew they were slaves. Just because they tell us we are free, I don't think this is freedom. So, yeah. Um, and uh, someone else uh, also mentioned, uh, yes, we don't own the earth. The earth owns us. Uh, Alex put, yes, Mother Earth gives us the atoms that create our bodies the sun gives us the energy to run the machine it's a weird little avatar of our souls to pilot i love that um uh, also another couple of messages there uh, catherine put mental health is also weaponized against marginalized communities indigenous communities uh, few mental uh, illness dif uh, differently sorry communities Indigenous communities view mental illness differently and they celebrate the person and help them uh, heal their trauma before they address their behavior issues. So, yeah, that's uh, definitely an important point there. The healing is very important, and but there's also there's the aspect of 
try to address, you know, what are the actual issues? Um, are you just ignoring them? Uh, are you saying, yeah, they're there, but hey, brush it under the carpet. You're going to be all right. Just deal with it. Or, you know, like we have this uh, stigma, especially as men, you know, man up. You know, what are you doing, man? Stop being a, uh, you know, it's deemed as weak if you speak up, especially as a guy. So we need to remove these stigmas from society and allow men to speak more. Um, I'm a, definitely a big advocate of that. Um, you know, another message there we got, uh, think of all the things they took when COVID happened. Yeah, that's true. Um, that they never uh, gave back. So yeah, exactly. So we, we're, we're living in a, a society that is uh, literally, oh, okay, it is it's Christina. <laughs> Make us feel... Um, they make us feel that we're not enough or that we are broken with the mental health issues, or at least uh, that's how I felt. A couple of quotes I want to just throw in here uh, before we go on to anyone else that I've missed out. So please, if I have missed you out, um, again, I'm trying to respect your boundary. If you do want to talk on the last piece of this recording segment, please place your hand up for anyone else that has missed out. If you don't want to, uh, if you don't want to talk, and your hand isn't raised my assumption and my respect to you is that you don't uh, you don't want to share anything and i'm good with that and then uh, we'll go on to the next part okay so a couple of quotes uh this is uh, from an anonymous uh messaging uh quote you are not required to set yourself on fire to keep others warm All right so that was a that kind of really hit me and i wanted to share that with you if you guys have any quotes out there that you might want to share, put them in the chat and we'll read them, uh, you know, before we come to a close on the recording. Another one I'll, I'll share with you one more. Love yourself enough to set boundaries. Your time and energy are precious and you get to decide how you use them. You teach people how to treat you by deciding what you will and won't accept. So again, it's, doing your part and hopefully they are addressing that you are setting boundaries and again if they don't you know we, we're going back to this you know this i guess certain individuals who feel like they can overstep them boundaries they can do what they want but that's where you have to ask yourself okay well where do i go with this how do i protect myself because these elements these things that we're talking about you know if they are not going to budge you need to move yourself away from them now it's look i get it it's easy for me to say get away from that but if you're living with a person who's doing that that's difficult right you can't just you know pack your bag and just uh, leave right there's there could be a financial uh reason for why you have to stay there could be uh children you know maybe there's something you're working on it could be anything right so be the change you want to see in the world, of course. So yeah, uh, one more shout for anyone else that I've missed out for, uh, you know, for the boundary segment before we come to a close on the recording. Um, I'll give you guys a minute. I know there was a couple that haven't spoken yet, but um, yeah, I'll give you a chance going once. I'll say, I just want to say one thing. <laughs> okay, go, go for it. <laughs> I was just thinking about it. Like if... Sure. In boundaries, when we can't clearly establish them, then we 
they can kind of be over not only overstepped but taken for granted right like we're even with like in the bigger scheme of things with like the government right like they they become privileges somebody because i was seeing somebody talked about um COVID and stuff right like if we don't have these healthy boundaries then they just become merely privileges you know what i mean and they know that if if we are able to set up and establish healthy boundaries we'll realize how much power we truly have over ourselves because then we create that like ripple effect you know like if everybody had set standards and boundaries set on love and, and pure intentions it would be a ripple effect um, so I just, I thought about that, you know, like it's, it's fed through propaganda and different things, you know, like this belief and illusion that we have all these rights, but we really don't, you know, they've set the standards of boundaries in a sense too, you know, like of how they've filtered things to us. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's awesome. I appreciate that input there. And we had, I think Catherine has been waiting as well. So let's, uh, Bring her back in, Catherine, all yours. Yeah, so in quotes, I had actually taken notes when um, Alex was talking. Um, Jidu Krishnamurti said, it's no measure of health to be well-adjusted to a sick society. And I think that's kind of, you know, what we're witnessing now, right? Because capitalism runs on hyper-individualism. Um, and and also capitalism and colonialism runs on setting up a blame culture, right? Versus one of understanding, versus one of connection and collaboration. Capitalism wants us constantly in competition, and that and that's you know one of the ways in which mental health is weaponized against marginalized communities, right? And this all kind of, it it all plays back into boundaries because if at the end of the day, we're expected to literally go about our lives as usual, as we're witnessing literal genocides in real time, you know, um, and, and being told that, you know, one of the other things that, you know, I think Christy and, you know, all of the other neurodivergent people Amelia have probably experienced is like instead of being diagnosed with ADHD or CPTSD women are often diagnosed with personality disorders right and like if you look at bipolar disorder it literally stems from childhood trauma and abuse they these are and they're natural reactions to trauma right like We've done all this research on childhood development and trauma and how it impacts our life, but where's the funding to prevent the trauma too, right? Yeah. And and that plays into boundaries. It 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 it's just it's all plays into boundaries and you know who's allowed to have them. Yeah. Some great points there. Thank you so much. And I wanted to check in with either Charles or Brendan. Do you have anything else you'd like to say on uh, the recording segment before we uh, close it? Um, just love and light to all of you. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Anything else you'd like to add? And then we'll, we'll just come to a close on the recording. And thanks for uh, being here, by the way. I appreciate you and your insight today and your presence. 
Uh, Brendan, would you like to add on this or shall we come to a close on the recording? Yeah, no, I think the uh, great topic and obviously, you know, the community about peace because it's um, it's fundamental pieces on, on which to build, you know, relationships, business. If you don't have that, you know, you don't have much. So um, great to be part of this. Thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you. Thanks for being here, man. I know it's been a, coming close to two hours, so everyone wants to get on with their day, right? So here we go. Thank you very much for joining, guys. I appreciate you. Here we go. Peace Movement Podcast.